Hello and welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Rain Dunnigan. We're, we're, we're going full Batman for the next couple of weeks. It's, it's much more Batman than probably, you know, anyone would want to shake a stick at. But it really, you can always ask the question in life. Can you ever have too much Batman? Is that really possible? For some people, but they're not welcome here. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like if you meet somebody in life... That sounded that sound way more sinister than I meant it to. <laughs> Just like, shit, I think he's fucking serious. Yeah, there's like... I don't know. There's, I feel like if there's somebody out there who tells you that you can, there's too much Batman or something like that, I don't feel like you can't trust that person because, I don't know, if there's one thing I've learned in life is that Batman has never gotten boring. No matter how much Batman you kind of consume, no matter where it comes from, what year it is, what medium it is, and so on, it's just like you can have, you can just have copious amounts of Batman and life just only gets better because of it. Even the Batman that's not the greatest, well, at least there's always something there. Like, well, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's like that kind of classic, like Clint Eastwood's kind of saying, where it's like, you know what? Even the worst Clint Eastwood movie is still a pretty good movie. It's kind of like the same thing with Batman. Even the worst Batman thing is still pretty good. <laughs> you know, it's still probably better than most things. Well, for this, because it, it just kind of the way it works is we're gonna be covering a lot of Batman over the next couple of weeks, just be out of hindsight of just like, oh, well, we'll do this in honor of Batman Beyond getting its Blu-ray release. And then after that, we got Batman Hush coming out. Then after that, we probably have, I think there's something else last, Batman last happening. Last Night on Earth, Batman Volume last 2. Last Night on Earth, Volume 2 is coming out. So yeah, it's just going to be kind of almost like Bat Month, just about. Bat so, Month! It's going to be, I was going to say, it's going to be Bat Timber, but it's not September yet. Fuck. That, that one sounded cool. Bat Timber. Oh, maybe, maybe there it'll will be, be if we be have enough, there's enough damage. <laughs> what do you guys go? We're celebrating Bogust! That sounds like an old pagan holiday that didn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, Where well, it's just like you find out that like, you know, Christmas is really just, you know, the off-brand like winter solstice and all, and Sabbath and all that. And they're just like, what about Bogus? They could have that one. We don't. It's, I, it's hard to spin that one. It's either that or it's like that's that's your old like Jewish uncle's like made up holiday. He's like, celebrate Bogus. Come on. You know what? You don't want to join in with me? He's like, well, no. You, you made that one up because your birthday happens to happen in August and you thought it should be an entire... Yeah, Bogus! See, it's a great holiday. Don't you fucking love it? Uncle Bob. <laughs> you know, th- th- that's what it is. So um, I guess we're going in late July. <laughs> bully! Which almost sounds like bully, but... Batman know. can be a bully at times, so it's fitting. Yeah, he, he likes to bully people, you know, with his awesomeness. You know, it's not bowling when you're when you're cooler than somebody else. You know what I mean? Shit, you should take that <laughs> you're just bowling. Flexing. Yeah, just flexing. You happen to knock someone else over. Exactly. You know, it kind of happens. What? You never had that problem in the weight room? See, that's why I work out alone. Cause I'm Batman and I do things alone. Do 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 do. From the day I was born. Do 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 do. He does this every fucking time. He, he's even mixed matching songs together. Like I don't think he really knows what a George Thorogood song is. No, and it just just if you correct him, then it's just going to lead into something else. Just let him do this, and eventually he will leave. Maybe believe me. It's I keep shorter. on doing that thing. I keep on doing that thing where I turn around and I hope he's gone, but he just lingers. It's like he only he only does that when you need something. Batman, where's that money you owe me? Just turn around, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, he's got that one down well. Jeez, you know, for a guy who has everything, you know, for some reason, if he owes you twenty bucks for a pizza, he's out of there in seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. Shit, we invite him over to the Teen Titans, you know what I mean? Titan Tower in fucking San Francisco. We're going to have a big old pizza party. 
You know who didn't throw 20 bucks in? Let me tell you. <laughs> if you turn to him, say, Hey, Batman, can I get my um, DVD of Lord of the Rings back? Just turn around, he's gone. I'm never skinned that back, am I? You know what's the worst part, too? Is we all know what he does. He took the DVD the second he got it, threw it in the back computer, burnt it to the hard drive, and now that sitting in some trophy room, my own DVD of Lord of the right Rings. Next to the, it's on a pedestal right next to the giant penny. Yeah, exactly. You know, we won the mini. Like, we, we, that's the only part of the trophy room you do see. You forget there's other hallways of it. <laughs> there's one of just, like, receipts to things he didn't pay for. Exactly. But, um, yeah, going into this Batman here, we're going Batman Beyond because this Batman Beyond's coming out on Blu-ray. And then I, this literally was, like, a weird, like, transition. There was, like, a post somebody did. They're like, yo, if, if, you know, if they do another Batman Beyond movie or something like that, I'd love to see this fucking Nightwing combination with, um, Terry McGinnis. And I saw that, just one standalone picture of that. I'm like, that looks fucking awesome. And I was like, oh, that's, that's written by Kyle Higgins? I'm like, I'm sold. I'm there. I don't need to know anymore. I'm buying it. And then to top it all off, I go on Amazon, and it's like, oh, and it's like one-third the price off? Sure, why not? Or two-thirds off? Yeah, I just got volume one, and you were the one that suggested we should do this series. And I- I'm going to say this. This was a good – this is a good – we're just covering volume one of Batman. Uh, Batman Beyond 2.0 is the name of this series. And there's more than one Batman Beyond uh, comic book series. I actually read the one right when they did the 52 and all that, and uh, – that one, it looks like some stuff from that carried over because that's what introduced the at first in that one. Because I didn't read it all the way through. I, I mean, I read the, the the volume I have, but I just got volume one. And I liked it. I just never got back into it. But volume one opened up with they thought Hush was back, and somebody was coming after Bruce and Terry in a way that seemed familiar. I'm like, is it actually Hush? And you find out no, it wasn't Hush. It was actually. Uh, De- defective clone of Dick Grayson. So the minute they thought they didn't know it was a defective clone at first, thought Dick Grayson was the bad guy, trying to do that Dark Knight, re- Dark Knight Strikes Back thing. But then you find out no, it was a defective clone. Someone tried to fu- de- uh, clone Dick Grayson. He came out unstable, and the real Dick Grayson comes in and helps him out. So in this, I'm not sure what happened between here and there, but between that, Batman, I mean uh, Terry McGinnis and OG Batman Bruce Wayne aren't in speaking terms and you got dick grayson more or less leading them and teaching them to be batman yeah which is like that that right there is just a sweet concept and i really gotta say this because like kyle higgins really is like one of the one, main reason like it always sells me on his kind of like books is that he seems to always be like the guy to take like pretty much like an awesome saturday morning cartoon show or whatever and then like or even not it doesn't be cartoon it'd be a live action one too like power rangers and so on and do the thing where it's like, hey, here's a sweet show that you remember from like when you were a kid. You ever wish that just continued and just stayed as awesome as it always was? Well, guess what? Here it is. Fucking Kyle Higgins is going to do it right here in a comic book. Because that's like how that Power Rangers run that he did for Boom. Like, everything about that was like, dude, this is almost like... It's sort of like the way you remember Power Rangers without going back and actually watching it. You know what I mean? But then just ten times better. Like, actually, I never read it, but the writing's actually pretty good and all that. Oh, dude, the writing's superb. I mean, like, because the thing is, it's just, like, take power. Because, you know, you, you go back and watch Power Rangers, and the thing is, it's one of those shows where, like, you know, it looks awesome. It's got, you know, great characters and so on. But it is kind of just a corny show. You know, it's it's not, it doesn't hold up like Batman the Animated Series. Let's just say that. You know what I mean? It's not that you can't watch it, but you kind of go back, and it's like, I feel like, I don't know if you could seriously watch it. You know what I mean? Like, you could watch a couple episodes. 
you know, kind of get those fond memories. But, like, to go back and just seriously, like, hardcore, just, like, watch the entire thing, like, you know, like you would do with Spider-Man or, like, what you would do with, you know, animated series or even Ninja Turtles or something like that. Like, I don't know if you could do that totally with Power Rangers. I mean, you could, but you know what I mean. It would be, be a workout to some extent. Exactly. Where, like, you read this comic book of it, it's like, the characters are all the same characters you remember. They look the way they look. Nothing's changed, anything like that. But now you're getting these badass stories. It's taken serious. Everything about it is sweet. Now, here's not so much a problem with Batman Beyond. It's more of just my own. Because I, I like Batman Beyond. It's a good show, but it's not my favorite of the DC cartoons. Uh, the thing is... It, 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 the reason it's good is because it has the, most of the original people working on it. You know, Andre Romano, I believe, Bruce Tim, Paul Dini, Will Arnett, not Will Arnett, um, <laughs> Alan Burnett, Alan yeah. Burnett, is that yeah. yeah. It has a lot of those and plenty of other people who I'm forgetting right now. Sorry about that, but um, it has. It, it's the, it's a, so that's why it's such a good show. But on top of it, I, I, I get why they did this. At the same time, it's kind of a weakness for me. They said, look, we didn't want to go in and just have Robot Penguin or the son of Two-Face. We wanted to make Terry stand up on his own two feet. And I get that. But the thing is, a lot of the Batman Beyond villains, not all of them, but a lot of them just aren't as strong or as recognizable as original Batman villains. And the thing about that is there there are some that do stand out, like... I think Max Powers, who was the guy who was kind of like a Lex Luthor type, but when he when like his skin would shed and his, his skin would be green, you see his skull kind of luminescent and all that. That guy was cool. Mm-hmm. And there's other characters. None of them were really all that bad. It was just kind of... It, even though the show was good, it just didn't hook me as much because I was like, I'd rather kind of see a fucked up future version of Two-Face or Scarecrow. And they, they had spiritual like versions of those. Like... Um, like Spellbinder or Spellbinder, whatever his name is, the guy with the z- with the swirl, he's meant to be kind of like a scarecrow type. Ink is meant to be like Clayface. So spiritual ideas of the characters. But at the same time, it's one of those things like, there's always that thing in the back, like, mm, that could be real Bane. But every so often the show would reach out like, all right, all right, we'll bring in Mr. Freeze. Or okay, we'll bring in the Joker. We'll bring in Ra's al Ghul. And I think this comic for, does a good job of bouncing those two. Yeah, because I kind of agree with you at the same time, too. It's like, don't get me wrong. Like, I like Batman Beyond, but it doesn't have that same impact that, like, the previous Batman sort of did. It's more just like, I think Terry McGinnis is a really cool character. I like the look of the Batman Beyond thing and, like, the whole kind of idea behind it. But, yeah, something about it, it's just, it's just not – I mean, it's good, but it also, like – and I think some of the villains – they almost like some of the spiritual successors almost sort of feel kind of like knockoffs in a sense, and that's always just kind of like, eh. I think that is kind of the key thing is like some of the villains just don't, they're, they're just not as iconic. And, you know, it's not saying that you can't make a brand new iconic one because I just look back, like, you just go back to the animated series or even like, I'll use Superman, for example. Like, you know, like Livewire was a character made for that TV show, and I felt that character was like one of the best Superman villains ever made. So, you know, that was only a couple of years prior. And a lot of the best characters ever were at one point new characters. I like a lot of the new characters Scott Snyder came up with, like Court of Owls, Talon. I liked um, Mr. Bloom was creepy. So if you look long enough, I'm sure there's other characters. Like Hush, who by Jeff Loeb's a fantastic character. And by this point, he's not that new. He's like 15 years old. But He's like the still. exact same age as Batman Beyond. It's fucking weird when you think about it. But Yeah, because yeah, that book came out like the right, of the, right when that show was on. So it's one of those things. There are those uh, con- there are those characters that 
at one point were new and just like, oh, just stick with the classics. But And it's not so much like that with Van Beyond. His characters, I think maybe you have, need to give them more time to grow. I remember there's a character, Shriek. There's the episode where it's a guy who deals with sound waves and his whole thing is music and all that. And by the end, he can't hear and that's his whole life. I mean, granted, two episodes or three episodes later, he has his hearing again through these little like earphone things he makes, which come back into play in this, this story. But still... You know, it's just one of those things like, sorry, you're not Joker, you're not Riddler, but at the same time, the, a lot of the characters, this is still a good comic, so I think Kyle Higgins understands Batman and all the supporting characters so well. Yeah, exactly. You know, and he's kind of like the guy that, like, I feel also, he's almost like the, the new Nightwing guy. Like, it's almost kind of like, if you give Scott Snyder to Batman, well, you give Nightwing to Kyle Higgins, because not only did he write a bunch of, like, the New 52 stuff... You know, a bunch of the other kind of Nightwing things as time has gone on, and even just, like, solo, like, one-shot stories. It's like, he totally gets the Dick Grayson character. So just knowing that was in there, and it's like, Dick Grayson fucking looking, like, with an eye patch and everything. Totally badass, you know? He looks almost like mm-hmm. Nick Fury, like Dick Grayson, really, or like old-school Nick Fury. Snake Plissken meets, kind of like, Snake Plissken a little bit, I think. Yeah, that too. And it's like, well, those ones, like, the one thing first about reading this Batman 2.0, because I didn't really realize this was, like, a total, like, continuation of another comic book series. Like, I was kind of assuming it was like, oh, maybe it's, like, after the TV show. I mean, I knew that there was a handful of them, like, the New 52 and so on. But, you, you know, like many other books, you don't know which ones have been kind of, like, retrofitted, which ones have continued straight on, and which ones kind of have, like, well, it's sort of happened, I guess. Yeah, in, like, a condensed time frame, because everybody has their own idea about how to go about these series. So it's like, well, ones at first, I'm like, oh, shit, there's all kinds of stuff in here. I have no idea what's going on. Like, first off, like, Terry McGinnis and Batman have, like, a problem going on. Like, like something, something went down, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, shit, Terry must have, like, recorded over, like, Bruce's fucking favorite TV show. <laughs> fucking episode of Days of Our Lives was on, and Terry switched it to the fucking the future sports football game, or whatever the heck they played. What was that called? Like, I don't remember what it was called, but they were like on they're, they're like in a little like tube where they were hovering, and they had like these little scoop shovel hand things. Yeah, that's right. It was kind of like lacrosse meets like indoor arena football or something. A little mm-hmm. bit of hockey, a little bit of blitzball from like Final Fantasy X. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all in the same time. But, um, yeah, it's like, so something went down. But I think it's kind of interesting when you go into a comic and sometimes you don't know what what really happened in the previous one because then you're kind of, like, making heads or tails of, like, whatever little bit of information you get. And even in this book, like, I never figured out really why Terry and Batman had a problem. Here's the thing. I don't know why they had a problem, but I can narrow down why. It's the same reason they'd always have a falling out on and off throughout the show. Bruce is being a dick and Terry is being brash and wants to go solve crime. And Bruce is like, you have blind spots. You're not ready. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and then <laughs> Terry, <laughs> being like, Terry being like, fuck you, old man. I can do what I want. You know, I got the suit. What are you going to do? You know, so and out of that, I it's kind of one of those things where that doesn't bother me at all. Because I can just kind of fill in the gaps and see what happens there. This actually pulls a lot from the show's history, so anybody who's never really watched the show, or at least didn't watch it closely, would be confused. But I, I was kind of surprised. Like, oh yeah, I remember this. I remember that. Because at some point, he bumped shoulders with the girl who was 10 at some point. And there is a whole two or three episodes where he bumped into the Royal Flush Gang. He meets this girl, and he's head over heels for this girl after he just breaks up with Dana, or she breaks up with him. And then he, fi- then he finds out this girl he has a mad crush on is actually... Uh, Ten or, or Ace yeah, from Ace. Uh, the, the the new Ace or whatever for uh, the Royal Flush Gang. So it's one of those things like, oh fuck. And then 
I want to say, I don't remember if she gets away, but there's another one where he helps her reform, and there might be another one after that, but he bumps into her in this, so, and they have other callbacks to, to previous episodes and all that, so he definitely knows his shit, you can't deny that. Well, yeah, and as I said, I think Kyle Higgins is the guy who just, like, he just takes, you know, in a sense, like, childhood pastime shows, you know, gobbles it all up, and then just makes continuations of it and or, like, new versions that feel, like, exactly what you want. And that's what's always so cool about it. And this one is, I guess, this is, like, the perfect example. If you want more Batman Beyond, well, look no further. Here it is. You know? And now, and when I said this comic seemed to be a little misleading off the cover, that's, I mean, I, I was, went from being kind of, like, all amped to read it, because I saw it was Kyle Higgins, I saw it was Batman Beyond, I saw this cover. On the cover, it shows Batman Beyond, and then it shows, um classic Batman and Batgirl and Nightwing all and I, it's by an artist I really like I forgot his name but it's an artist I really like who I think he did White Knight um and I was like oh fuck yeah what came to mind was it was kind of be something like that like a series that's like Batman the jo- Batman Beyond Joker the Return of the Joker the reason I say that is because they have that whole thing where they have a flashback that correlates back to you got like a whole like like 15 minutes of that movie for a minute where it's all in the past because it's such a big part of it how they took down the Joker. I assumed what this was going to be is while something's going on in the future, there was something that happened in the past. So it's like okay, so we get the best of both worlds. We're going to get a little bit of classic Batman and we're going to get Batman Beyond. And somehow this is a a long going investigation or something from this comes in the future just that's just me just looking at the cover and just going <laughs> off that and plus it just say Bam beyond said Bam beyond 2.0 so i'm like well that's got to be it's not just Bam beyond it's another batman beyond series that's got to be the hook of it i'm just that's just me projecting what i assume and then when i realized it's not that i was a little oh okay but then i went on I'm like oh this is still a really good book yeah, I'll say this. I was in the same boat as you two because I looked at that cover and I'm like, dude, that fucking artwork in there is so sweet. And this is always something that kind of does bother me. This is why I think that, like, I think when it comes down to variant covers or special covers and so on like that, I think they should always be either reserved for, like, inside the book, which I know sounds wrong. But, like, I, I just feel like they should just be there to kind of show it off. Like, I think that whatever cover you use should be the, the art and the inside. Unless it's, like, an anthology or something where, like, you're going to have a bunch of artists anyways. But if you have, like, one artist, it's kind of weird to have him draw the entire book and then be like, oh, yeah, by the way, you're not doing the fucking cover. <laughs> yeah. That's... And it's just, I, I feel like it's always kind of a little bit misleading because I have some other, but, like, I'll use this as an example. It's, I think it's a Kyle Higgins book, too. Maybe it's just a Kyle Higgins thing. But there's a Power Ra- there's a Pink Power Rangers book. That is like one of those ones, and it's got a Babs Tar fucking cover on it. So I almost thought like, oh shit, she's she's drawing this whole thing, and then it's like, oh, it's it's somebody else. It's somebody else who's good too, but it is once again, you're like, oh, I, I, I thought I was, I thought I was getting one thing, and then this is what I go. I mean, and it's still good. I'm not, I'm not complaining, but I kind of was let in, and even this cover too, as I did kind of look at that, and it, it, this is kind of the odd thing. It seems like when it's Batman Beyond, and it's like. You see something, you're like, whoa, shit, when, when they go back in time, why, why is that, like, the best part of the show? <laughs> you know? But I don't know what it is. It's like, I think, it, like, it works well when it kind of cuts back and forth. Like, a really, like, if there was a Batman Beyond, like, show slash comic, whatever the heck you want to have, and, like, it did literally just have, like, an intertwining story between, like, past, present, and future, I feel like that, that does work out really well. Because I think you get, like, everything you kind of like. You get, like, the cool sci-fi futuristic of Batman Beyond, but then you get your, you know, your classic characters and so on. But
But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I do think that that cover is kind of like it's, it's sadly misleading, and I think that's that is kind of like the only downfalls. And like it's something that does always kind of bother me. Like here, I got like a brand new idea. I know this sounds odd, but for variant covers, I think this is how they should be used. Why don't they go on the back cover of a comic book? Now, that's granted a graphic mm-hmm. novel, but let's just say a single issue. Now, I know that's kind of hidden there. But, like, say, like, instead of having, like, you know, variant covers, which is always just confusing because, you know, you're in the store and you're like, do I have that one or do I not? I know I don't have that cover, but, gosh, I can't remember what the number was that I'm missing. And that's always just a pain in the ass. But if you had it where, like, okay, you have your normal cover on the front and then you flip it around and you have, like, your variant cover. Like, they do it sometimes with video games. Like, you'll get a case and then you can flip it around and then, like, mm-hmm. on the other side, there's different artwork. Like, Dragon Quest Eleven had that, where it had, like, pretty much, like, the new kid's version on the f- cover. And then you flip it around, you're like, oh, there's a Kara right there. Fuck that other shit. Don't give me... <laughs> like, I-, I want it to feel like it's, like, 1988 all over again, you know? Or, like, Resident Evil had it where, like, one side was, like, Leon and one side was Claire. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's, like, like stuff like that. I'm like, I think comics could do that well. Because think about well, the back page. I mean, granted, that's mostly an ad slot. But beyond that, though, it's just a back page. Yeah. Well, I just want to point this out. The cover, it's by Sean Murphy and Jordi Belair. And as good of a job as they did, and I love this cover, I'm, hate, I'm sure they've heard this a thousand times, but Batgirl's missing a cape. Well, maybe something happened. See, we don't, we don't know what the Sean Murphy know. story is. I mean, we don't know what the Sean... Or maybe it's like, dude, I, did, I worked so hard on these fucking backgrounds. Like... But she's got to have a cape. Fuck the cape. I worked hard, hard on that fucking background. I don't give a shit about the fucking cape. Look at the details I put into that thing that looks like the Empire State Building. Fuck you. Yeah, there's a clock tower. If there was a cape there, it would block the clock. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that, that is yeah. kind of weird. That, I, I love Nightwing's expression. Or maybe you're saying, like, hey, she's so badass, she don't need a cape. She, doesn't have, she don't have to glide. Nightwing doesn't have a cape. He's just got that face. He's like, Mer! Well, he's never had a cape. That's what I mean. He doesn't have a cape. Yeah, well, maybe she, yeah, you know. Maybe she's going through a transitional period. But yeah. well, well, technically, so. Nightwing had a cape when he was Robin. <laughs> For a period, yeah. But let's just jump into the story. So it kind of opens up. <laughs> I new... love what we talked about for fucking, like, ten minutes on the cover. <laughs> Isn't that what we usually do, though? <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's all Batman-related. So it opens up with the mayor checking out the new, like, an improved Arkham. While he's there, it looks like he's getting poisoned, and you see a handful of different inmates from the show actually in there, like Ghoul, whoever that was one of Joker's right-hand man's Return of the Joker. Some other guys look familiar, but I don't remember the, all their names off the, top of my, off the top of the head, but yeah. And you see the guy just go down, get poisoned. In the meantime, Batman's fighting a man-bat. There's more than one going around the city, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, because they got this whole patrol of man bats, but we don't. I don't think we learned that yet. But he's just fighting all kinds of man bats, and that's just the thing. And then, of course, the mayor's dying here, and then you got Commissioner Barbara Gordon, and she's kind of like investigating the whole death of the mayor and going around, and that's kind of her like side story. So while we got Terry McGinnis throwing punches, she's going around doing the detective work. And the whole thing with Terry, here's a big difference between Batman and uh, Batman Beyond. Batman, there wasn't the whole thing of like, oh. I gotta make din. I gotta make it to the the dinner. Or I gotta make it to the thing. It's like I'm Bruce Wayne. I don't give a fuck, and that's part of his secret identity. He doesn't have to worry about pleasing MJ or making it to Aunt May's or anything like that. His whole thing is like, dude, I'm a fucking billionaire. They go fuck themselves. So the whole thing. I just like, I just picture that like Alfred's on the phone. He's like, well, Bruce, uh, someone named Mary Jane is calling for you. Like, oh shit, that was when I was in the. Oh, 
God, it was one. It was one of those flings, Alfred. You're not gonna believe it. I was out helping the Ninja Turtles in their town in New York, and you wouldn't believe it. There's fucking Marvel superheroes there in New York. It's fucking stupid, but whatever. Well, Peter was out like fucking. I don't know, doing science or some bullshit. I saw some Mary Jane. Bullshit. You know, she was you know fucking at doing her theater act and so on. I was like, well, fuck. You know, I got money. I'll show up. Unlike Peter, who has to fucking deliver pizzas or some dumb shit. Like you know, doesn't have a real job like Batman does. You know, fuck it. Went there and just you know. You know, next thing you know, she loves money. How about that? Not like I haven't heard that before. And then, uh, you know, we end up doing stuff at the fucking Baxter building, you know? And I was like, fuck it, I gotta get out of here. I'm in fucking New York. This is wrong. Wrong on all levels. (laughs) The weird part, too, is I had Donnie there fucking filming it. You know what I mean? Like, he looked like he could operate a camera. He's a Ninja Turtle. Who is he gonna tell? You gotta stay in the shadows and all that bullshit. Yeah, he's a fucking ninja. I was testing. You know, here's the thing about with the turtles. You don't gotta bribe them with money. You just gotta give them a, a piece of pizza. Not even a whole pizza. A piece of pizza. They'll fuck off. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they want a weird flavor though. If you give them like pepperoni or something like that, they'll give you a look. But shit, you know what I mean? Just you, you can throw anything on it. Just gotta be have a weird topping. You know, you just like, oh look, I have peanut butter. There you go. Go fucking get it. Throw it out the window. Yeah, here's some peanut butter and maple syrup. <laughs> you know, fucking it. Enjoy. It's Canadian tree style. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So that's how that went down. So, yeah, Batman don't have problems. Terry McGinnis, though, he's got a he's got a mom and a brother and a girl who, obviously, they broke up too at some point here in this book. And, uh... I don't give a shit. Fuck it up. <laughs> I already said it. <laughs> Boy should be punching his problems away. Not crying about him. Yeah, shit. You know what I mean? Because he'll learn that once you have money, you can have anything. Shit, Lex Luthor knows that. I don't know why everybody else can't figure that one out. <laughs> you know, I would probably be cool with him if he wasn't such a fucking douchebag and he, you know, just put up, grew some fucking hair. I can't stare at his head too long. It grosses me out. <laughs> I mean, that's why we never got along. I just kept on staring at his head. But yeah, didn't he used to wear fucking away. wigs in the 70s? Can't we go back to that? Yeah. <laughs> Gene Hackman's got a few lying around. Ask him. <laughs> yeah. But, um... Terry's, you know, of course he broke up with Dana at some point. I'm assuming that's what happened in Batman Beyond 1.0, which must have been maybe the new 52 run, if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. Well, they broke up, I guess, and he's in college now, so that's cool. He dropped the high school shit, and he's in college. And just, you know, he's it's the whole thing of him trying to balance the duality. I guess that's what happens when you got a younger superhero who does not have like, a constant cash flow. Just, I guess it's not always a problem, to have like I'm not I'm not bringing like oh everyday everyman problems in to superheroes I I get though that's a big deal that's a big deal for super for Spider Man and other characters even sometimes Superman but I think I just kind of like how the whole thing with Batman is it doesn't matter because he's rich <laughs> that's why you never have him having troubles with his social lives like he doesn't give a shit because ba- everything <laughs> with Batman is Batman first and I think that's what makes Terry an interesting character it's this idea that he is, I don't want to sound like, you know, um, oh, he's more per- he has more personality. I don't want to sound anything like that. But he is like this Batman who's struggling. He wants to be as good as Bruce, yet he can't let himself, he, he needs to still have some semblance of his old life. Yeah, exactly. He likes to have the kind of family connection, which is also something they gave to, like, Tim Drake kind of later on is because they made him sort of like, you know, you like read those late 90s, early 2000s ones before Tim Drake just got fucking wiped off the face of the earth. But um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's one of those ones that he used to have that thing too. He's like, I remember there was like a line in one, I almost want to say it was a Nightwing book, but um, where like it was like 
Tim Drake was sitting up on a rooftop with Dick Grayson and whatnot, and he's like, here's the fucking difference between, you know, me, you, and Bruce. You know what I mean? You and Bruce, this is who you are. You fucking are crime fighters 24-7. You know what I mean? You live. You die. You carry a sword for this. I work at like 9 to 5. Well, I guess nighttime. I work at 8 hours a day. I clock out, make sure I don't get any overtime because I don't want to get taxed extra and go home. <laughs> and I just thought that was kind of an interesting way it goes about. Like that's the that's the Tim Drake way. He's like, oh, I'm I'm committed, but like you know, I want to have I want to have both. I want to have a fucking yin yang kind of lifestyle going on. Not this like I live to be the bat or I live to be the night wing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just one of those things where, and then like I remember there's that one that I sent you that I don't know. Sometimes when I don't, I, I want to say they describe what happened. Apparently, and he was a member in like uh, Batman was making like this uh, the special like uh, quasi black ops team of just different heroes. He actually Clayface was on the team. Clayface was reformed. Uh, Spoiler was on the team. I think maybe Katana. Yeah, I think and, so. And then uh, Tim Drake, Robin. And I want to say that they were just leading this team, trying to figure. And I, maybe even, maybe even Batwoman. I don't remember, but they're trying to like uh, just have like, all right, I can't be everywhere at once. So I want you guys to be in this cool Titanic team, and I want Tim Drake and Spoiler to run it. And then out of that, what ends up happening is in the middle of a mission, Tim Drake dies. Like at the end, like he sacrifices himself, and that was somewhere in Detective Comics. Now I'm sure he's probably come back between here and there, but. That was the big thing when they're like, what happened? Because I was reading a couple of Batman books for a while. I'm like, not like Tim. And everybody would go quiet. Like, <laughs> the fuck happened to Tim? <laughs> you got they, they They totally just like erased him. I'm even surprised they brought him up. <laughs> I just thought it was funny because every so often they would mention Tim. Like, would you that if Tim was here? They're just like, <gasps> yeah, what, someone tell me what fucking happened to Tim. I'm like, oh, that's what happened. Okay. He like, oh, found out like almost two years later. I, I think it's kind of one of them. Kind of like... I, it's like, okay, you know, you kill one Robin, it's a big deal. But now that you've tried to kill, like, all of them, it's kind of like, okay, it sort of loses its mystique each time you try to kill one. Like, why don't you just have Tim fucking retire? I think that's a better one. Like, dude, would you say have Tim was here? Like, yeah, but he's he's off on a beach in Puerto Rico right now. That's, that stock trade went really well with Bitcoin, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like... You're like Batman's like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I was paying him. You know, he said he wanted a salary wage. I mean, I just thought, like, okay, he's a businessman. I get Tim and stuff. I didn't know he fucking was invested to retire at an early age. I didn't know that's what, you know, being Robin was all about. He wanted an easy way out at age 29. Cheap little fuck. Yeah. Batman still don't understand Bitcoin. <laughs> I'm, 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 I was born around old money. I'm going to die around old money. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I got a grave in my backyard of gold. And you know what? I like to keep it that way because that's what America was founded on. <laughs> <laughs> it's already, it already have, I'm only five days away from death. I already have the hole dug up. I'm just going to walk in there and plop down one day. It'll be a good death. <laughs> It'd be like a pirate's death. <laughs> One time I went to Disney World before we built it in the other back cave. I went on Pirates of the Caribbean. I was like, this guy had the right idea. We went by the skeleton and the treasure cove. <laughs> yeah, I have half that gold. You know when they said that it was missing from Disneyland? I took it. Yeah, just saying. I got those connections. Fuck that mouse. Yeah, I didn't know it was fake gold. How was I supposed to know?
was just fucking laying there. I was just like, shit, everybody stay in the boat. I'm getting out. <laughs> it, says, it was real to a child. And that's all that matters. <laughs> it's still in my fucking cave. It's, it's right next to the giant T-Rex. Exactly. So anyway, back to moving on. Back to moving like, on. Barbara, yeah. So he's having Terry's having like girl problems, and he's still like, you got to make it over to your mom's, your mom's place. And I want to say your mom's plate, your mom's for his his brother's birthday. Uh, birthday. And he's like, I don't know if I can make it. Like you got to make it. Don't disappoint me. And like all right, you little fuck. And then from there, he goes on faces off against Ghoul, who's still in Arkham. He's like. I want to say they were, there were strains of toxin in the mayor. What would you have to do with it? Like, I've been here the whole time. You know, he's kind of like that punk rocker-looking Joker with a Halloween gimmick going on. Yeah, he almost honestly started, like, if you combine Joker and Scarecrow together. Because mm-hmm. that, you know, that's how a lot of the Batman... You know how a lot of the Batman Beyond characters feel? They feel like Street Fighter Third Strike characters. <laughs> well, I'll say this. Street Fighter Third Strike, A lot after a while, a lot of those characters kind of grew on me. Street Fighter Third Strike, I'll say, is probably one of my favorite. It might be my favorite Street Fighter game. And might be some weird oddball characters in there. But I, there's some characters in that game I just love. And at first I was like, this one's okay. I like this guy and this guy. The fighting style's cool. But I'm not big on all the different characters. But a lot of those characters eventually grew on me. It's just a very different kind of Street Fighter game. Yeah, well, I'm not saying, like, they're, like, not good, because I actually like a lot of those characters a lot, too, but I'm just saying that, like, because a lot of the characters in Street Fighter Third Strike, they almost feel like combo characters. Like, what if you combine, like, you know what I mean? Like, sort of, like, what if you combine, like, Guile and Fei Long or something like that? Or what if you combine, you know, Zangief and, you know, whoever, you know? And that's Mm -hmm. how a lot of these, like, Batman Beyond characters always kind of come across to me. It's sort of, like, you combine two or three other villains, and you sort of get, like, a brand new one because of that. Now, this next part... When Barbara goes to the mayor's family and they're all weeping, and this isn't me being I'm so smart. I think it was somewhat kind of you know because it's it's so intentional. But when you see like they have the whole family there, and you see the son, I'm like, okay, the son fucking did it. Why? Look at that he, fucking haircut. Exactly. <laughs> he's got like a school. He's got like a school shooter haircut. <laughs> he so does because he's got like. This sort of like almost like short bowl cut ish, and then he's got these weird like square the bangs flats. that are like only hanging down halfway down his forehead. Like, no, no normal kid has a fucking haircut like that. No, no fucking way. The second I saw him, if he just had like a regular haircut or something, I would have been like, yeah, maybe. I, I mean, maybe it's a son. We'll see what happens. I saw that goofy looking fucking haircut. I'm like. <laughs> Son, him, <laughs> arrest him yeah, now! Get why? him out of he here! He looks like he's don't look. He looks like he's about to shoot up a fucking school. That's why I look at him. I don't know what he's done, but he will do something. Give it time, and you'll be like regretting this decision. Just arrest him now. Fucking Minority Report this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're in the future, right? Where the fuck's Tom Cruise at? So going through there, it comes more of this back and forth, like Batman, like. Uh, Terry McGinnis talking to Dick and you see that it's still a mentor relationship but it's a little bit more of kind of like even though it's not like oh he's just you know a little younger than me no he's still a full grown man but at the same time he's like look you've been working with Bruce I've been working with Bruce for a long time that's something that only so few people can relate to so few people in the world can relate to that and understand that so because of that there's a lot of like good chemistry there and it's not like i want to say like a 
big brother, little brother, or even like a dad or son relationship. It feels more of just like, it's going to sound weird, but like an older friend, like an older, wiser friend. Yeah, exactly. Like somebody that like, you know, you worked at like an early job and he happened to be like 15 years older than you, but you like really like connected. Yeah. And he, yeah, he kind of showed you the ropes and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. It definitely has that kind of feel to it. I still kind of want to know what, what's up with like Nightwing's like eye patch on here. It's like, I wonder, would I mean, you remember that series Grayson where like, it was pretty much like he was kind secret of, agent. Yeah. Secret agent, secret agent, Nightwing, that one. I wonder if it had something to do with that. See, I'm trying to like put these things all together here, and I'm not too sure what combines anymore. Because I don't know, it felt like I'm about the last like six years or so, DC just felt like it went in like a spiral of God knows what. Where it used to be kind of like a normal arc, but if you don't follow exactly, you like are instantaneously lost. Well, there was a uh, recently, well, not recent, recently, the last graphic novel in Batman. Um, Nightwing got sniped and shot in the head and, you know, he's alive. I think he was like, he was like in a coma for a while, but I don't think he just got shot through the eye, but still, I think that maybe that has, I haven't haven't really, haven't followed up since then. I'm just kind of waiting for the next graphic novel to come out, which is in a few months. So maybe we'll find out then, but yeah. Um, I know he had a, I know he had an eye patch in the, uh, new 52 Batman Beyond book. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so maybe it's just straight comes up. Maybe they've, probably all the answers come from the Batman Beyond New Fifty Two series. You know, the Batman Beyond One Point Oh. We just if, we just jumped to Two Point Oh. I guess. What if it wasn't anything as obvious as like, oh, he he got into a bad fight with like Two Face or Bane? What if it was something like, oh, it's Killer Moth or it's Kite Man? Like one of those really random ones, or like he fucking slipped down the stairs and there have to be like a pencil standing up out of like a flower pot. <laughs> or it's Joker's pencil. He just left that there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just Joker's pencil. He just left it there. <laughs> just like one of those ones, like eh, just sets it in a flower pot. Just you, you never know. I'll say this: if there was a, if there was, if a Dark Knight came out at the time of like Super Nintendo or Genesis, I guarantee you, if you and you fought the Joker once or twice, he'd throw pencils on the ground. You have to jump over him. Yeah, I, I could see that. I could totally see that. <laughs> but but anyway, and they'd have like those like kind of like um, same graphics that like Mortal Kombat, the early Mortal Kombat games had, or like Batman and Robin had, or Batman, Batman. Forever had, where Forever. it was just like where you could tell somebody taking a picture and then really compressing it. Yeah, the digitized characters. Yeah. Well, anyway, a big breakout happens at Arkham. So a bunch of the main villains get out. So they're spread all over the city. So that Batman's going to be busy next couple of days. And out of that, they realize that, oh, well, he's kind of piecing together that it's coming from inside. And plus, from there, he also gets, he uh, what is it? He comes across Shriek, uh, Ink, and, uh, and uh, Shriek, Ink, and Spellbinder. And at first he's fighting, like, you know, a young version of Nightwing, a young version of Batman, and a young version of ba- of uh, Batgirl. He's fighting he the finds... cover. <laughs> yeah. This is where our cover comes into play. But then from there ends up just being like, oh, Spellbinder was using his magic or his vision shit to make it look like he was fighting them. So it's one of those... And what's cool about it, though, is... Oh, no, he's fighting Robin also. So what's cool about it, though, is... They actually Tim look Drake like Robin. 
Yeah, well, they look like Bruce Tim style. That's what's cool about them. Even though it's in this other art style, they're drawn as if they were... Their costumes look as if they were out of the cartoon. Yeah, and that's, that's what makes it kind of neat, is it just has a very, like, takes you right back. Because every single time they do a flashback, too, it's like, you could tell that this series is really supposed to be a continuation of the Bruce Tim universe. Mm-hmm. And then he fights these guys, and a new guy comes in, a guy called Rewired. Like, oh, gee, I wonder who that is. And, you know... Fucking haircut. That's who it is. When, well, here's the thing. At some point, because he's, he's like, this guy just shoots a lot of electricity, he's able to, like, absorb it and send it, send it back out, you know... And he kind of looks like I'm looking at the his four main villains right here. This guy Rewired, then Shriek, Spellbinder, and Ink. And I guess this right here kind of sums up maybe why a lot of his villains don't stand out as much. They all look like faceless people in jumpsuits. This guy just happened to be a little bit of red. This guy's in some metallic stuff. And Ink, just this lady form blob thing, you know? Yeah, they do kind of always have those characters where it just looks like he's fighting a bunch of, like, training ground characters. And... I don't know if that's like, okay, because you know, like in that late 90s period, that's like. Simplicity? Well, it's like, and it's like kind of like, by doing that, it's like, if you make them fight things that look like robots, it's not nearly as violent, where, you know, in the early 90s, it's all about fucking taking your fist out and punching it across somebody else's face, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think as like time went on, they wanted to make things a little bit less violent. So, you know what's. You know who doesn't have fucking rights? Robots. <laughs> so make them look less human, make them, le- make them look more. Because that, that's the thing, because they had to deal with a lot of censorship from WB. Like, WB really, I mean, that that's the true testament of how good that animation team is. It still told great stories, because, like, somebody could, I mean, I'm not expecting someone to get shot on the screen or something like that on a kid's show. But you couldn't even so much as imply death. And even going back, this is going back to just um, the original Batman animated series, when, uh, the Graysons died. Like, you can't show them falling. Like, well, that's how they die. But you can't show them falling. Like, okay, what are we going to do? And you see him swinging, and then it just holds, and then you just see the uh, rope swing back. You're like, well, we didn't show him falling, and you don't see a body, so who knows? Like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> and, and, but it's like, it's, here's some of those... Like, this is the reason why so many kids grow up to be such fucking pussies. Because they, they like, because they just, I'm not going to say that's really the reason, but they, <laughs> they, they, they don't give kids enough, they don't give kids enough, like, fucking credit to what they can handle, you know? Exactly. I, I always think it's one of those ones, like, you know what? I think it's best just to let, I think it's best just to let a kid know just right away. It's like, I always have like, kind of a saying, it's like, once a kid's 10 years old, you fucking treat him like a full-on adult, you know what I mean? And it's not Here's like, a knife, go get dinner. Yeah, I mean, it's not like, yeah, but it's just that sort of thing that, like, once they're 10 years old, I think it's like, dude, it's time to fucking, like, let them know. I mean, you don't need to sit down and be like, hey, let's go watch Clockwork Orange, because that might turn out differently. But um, <laughs> beyond that, though, if a kid's like, hey, I want to watch fucking Terminator 2, it's like, you goddamn right, you're going to do it. Fucking, you're getting a job at the steel mill. It's <laughs> Everything's going to work out. You're going to start da- dating let's Betty. Get you a union card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, um, no, but like, uh, going back to that, like, apparently, in a lot of the, even in Batman Beyond, because that's a lot of like Return of the Joker, they had to like re-edit that because like we're we're not going to show a kid shooting the Joker. It's like he's a bad guy, and it's isn't going to DVD or this is going to DVD. It's not coming to TV. Like we don't care. We're not going to advertise this on a children's program network. It's like, oh, go fuck yourselves. And um. What was what was it? There was one. Apparently, they do the same thing they do with South Park. Like they would write things way more outlandish. So when they put in the thing they really wanted to get there, that they would 
that, that it would look like small potatoes. They just like swipe it aside. Apparently, there's an episode in Batman somewhere where a bunch of hyenas are just eating out of like a baby carriage. And they, they, they like, we're not going to let you put that on there. Like, we didn't think you would. That's why we have this thing over here. This thing we knew you'd overlook because of that. And see, that's always a smart one, too, is you just you distract him with something that sounds way worse. And then you kind of have like your little thing hidden there. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I will say. After, I, I'm so glad that those kind of days are pretty much about done. I, I think we're we're so finally past that. You know what I mean? Like, children don't have to suffer anymore by like. But then again, I mean, I will say there is always that classic thing that like sometimes when there's like more restrictions, you end up can create kind of almost like cooler stuff because you have to work around it, and you might find an idea that you would have never found on your own. Mm-hmm. You know, if 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 you have, it's almost that thing. It's like if you have all the like the choices in the world. Sometimes you're almost overloaded, but once you start, like, having something, like, minus choices out, it's sort of like Robert Rodriguez on, like, El Mariachi, you know what I mean? Once you, like, mm-hmm. only have, like, so many things you can do or what you have to use, it almost makes your creative decisions actually really cool, and you come up with, like, all kinds of neat stuff. So there's always a toss-up. I mean, but I still just have to say, like, I just love how we, like, have this DCU universe now where we can have fucking rated our Batman and nobody bats an eye anymore. <laughs> it's it's at times voiced by Kevin Conroy, so it's like, yeah, we know who the fans are. Exactly. So, but anyway, Batman gets into a big scuffle with all these different teams and Rewired, who's this new guy, seems to be handling it. And he meets up with Ghoul, and for some reason he has to knock back modified Joker toxin in order to take in these energy surges or withstand it. It was, it was something to that effect. And um, here's one more thing. He lifts up his mask enough for him to chug some of this stuff, enough to see his mouth, but not enough to see that stupid fucking bowl cut. So it's one of those things like, yeah, yeah, I know what's going on here. And as the battle goes on, he's basically, they, they, they narrow down like, all right, we figure it out. We think we know it's him. Even before the mask comes off, they figure out it's him. And going forward from there, at some point they think, they think um, Terry's dead because he gets into a big bad scuffle and his, right, his, um, his, um, uh, pulse goes blank, but apparently his suit took him on autopilot back to Wayne Manor, and Bruce doesn't even fucking talk. He just like sees him. He just and he, apparently he patches him up, leaves him in the cave with like some a handful of clues down there, just folded in a newspaper. Like <laughs> I might want these, and then and later Terry's like Bruce figured it out. He didn't even have to leave his fucking house. <laughs> he knows everything, but we're not talking. No. No, after that time that he erased my fucking sports game off the DVR, fucking, that was it. I wasn't having any more of it. Also, he could watch Cheers. He has the entire box set. (laughs) But he still has to record it over my programs? What's up? That is so not Shway. Yeah, they use Shway and Drek. Yeah. The, the, The slang from the show. That's always a thing. Whenever they have like future slang in shows, it's like in Firefly how they always say like shiny. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we gotta create some type of you know kind of like um, sayings and so on to have there. It's just like no different than like Dark Knight Returns and so on. Hey man, he don't shiv. He bit like he Billy Berserk. <laughs> he Billy Berserk. He's my kind of nasty Billy. I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> He's going to get Billy nasty. He's Billy nasty. That's what it is. Billy nasty. <laughs> it's what Billy Corgan screams before he fucks. <laughs> Billy nasty. 
It's on the newest Pumpkins album. You didn't hear it? Yeah, it was the title track. <laughs> the album was called Billy Nasty. And it was just Billy Corgan flying at you of a giant boner. <laughs> Believe it or not, it did not sell. <laughs> That's okay. That was on that like website thing where you could donate for it and get whatever songs you wanted. So it all kind of works out. <laughs> Billy's doing all right. He's over it now. But, um, so, like, back in the book, though, it's like, he get, he meets him with Nightwing, he's kind of like, you know, he complains about, like, just can't go to Batman's house anymore, it's just, it's terrible there. It's like, it's like he wants to be my father, but he's not. And Dick's like, yeah, I, I get it, you know, scuffles, but come, o- come over to Father, come over to Father Dick instead. Come on, it's okay, I'll, I'll come over to Uncle Dick's place, I'll let I, you stay up late and play video games. I got Hot Pockets in the freezer, it's... We're gonna have a good time. Today. You can watch all the R-rated movies you want over here. <laughs> yeah, none of this PG. See, here's the thing. Like, he's like, yeah, Bruce doesn't let me watch PG-13 movies. I'm fucking 21 years old. He's like, well, you know, a PG-13 movie back then is now like a NC-17 movie today. You know, they re-rate stuff. Yeah, yeah. Back to the Future is now rated R over here. You know, it's 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 a PC thing. You know, it's like. You just had to be there back in the day. I don't even know how to explain it, but, you know, everything in that movie's offensive now. <laughs> 16 Candles is in C-17. Exactly. You know why? Because the star's a redhead. I've, I, I don't make the rules. That, that's what's going on. Apparently, apparently, you can't have them star in a movie. It's, just, it's a weird thing. You know, it's Yeah. <laughs> Society wasn't ready for it. Yeah. Just, you know, that they can't handle things. But, um... That's okay because you know what you got to get back out there on the street because we got what, what's that guy's name? Um, it's rewired. Rewired. There we go. Because you know he's got he, he, he's got daddy issues. And he wants to burn down Gotham because his dad never gave him a hug. Yeah, his, shocker, right? Throw dad, it in a pile with all the other shit. His dad was always at work. You know, make, taking care of the city. You know, making sure that everybody could have a good night. But no, daddy never, dad, daddy never bought me a new haircut. <laughs> That's always the thing does. I will say it's like that's one of those kind of character arcs, and I feel like I've said it so many times, but it's like I hate that kind of like the kid who just is like so ungrateful for all the work his like dad does. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Like that that always fucking bothers me in a movie where it's like here's this fucking guy working his ass off, you know, trying to make sure that everybody's fucking kid has a good fucking life in Gotham, and here you are thinking you're some kind of fucking special. You know, because, oh, Dad wasn't home on time because he had to work late again. Or Dad didn't make it to fucking soccer practice. Or Dad didn't make it to see you get your fucking yellow belt in karate. Well, fuck you. Dad was stuck in traffic. Guess what? My dad got eaten by a fucking wheat wheat thresher. Don't ask me how that happened in Brooklyn. (laughs) Yeah, you know. But, uh, I mean, in Bloodhaven. No, but, like, um... What ends up happening here is just this big battle happens. He's absorbing all this electricity, basically enough to destroy the whole city from the certain point that he's at. So they're having this big battle happen, and Bat- and, uh, Batman, Ben Beyond Batman, is like, Dick, I might need some help here. He's getting too strong. I might- I'll give you the signal win. And then he looks like he gets shot down, looks like the plan's going bad. Then all of a sudden his dad's there like, son, I was never there for you. He's like, daddy, I was never there for you, son. I- I'm sorry. I did it all for you, this and that. And... I knew that I, I I knew it was gonna be one of these two things, and once again, that's not me 
gloating. I uh-huh. just, you know, you, you read enough of these kind of stories, you, you just piece it together. And he's like, I'm going to burn it all! He doesn't care. He's about to do it anyway. And you realize it's Nightwing using... I assumed it was going to be he was wearing, like, that same, like, hologram mask that he had in, like, um, in Court of Owls. But apparently they were just using one of Spellbinder's orbs to uh, stop him. Or to, to, to make the illusion. But out of that, though, I almost kind of wish, like, son, I love you. He just socks him before he has a chance to finish his sentence. He just beats the shit out of the kid, like, as the dad. <laughs> yeah, be like, you're no good fucking son. Every fucking day I'm down at City Hall working my ass off. And all you do just starts beating this kid. just like, oh, shit. <laughs> Come on. You're coming back home. You're going to do fucking yard work for the next three years. <laughs> But we only have, like, one small, like, four-by-five lawn. It's in the city. Not when I'm done. Not when you're done with it. We're going to have a full-on fucking farm. It's going to be green acres all over here. It's our new green coalition here. Yeah. One man. You're going to build it. Or one boy. You're going to plow that shit by hand like you're in the 18-fucking-hundreds. You stupid fucking bull cut. Stupid fucking bull. And you're going to keep that bull cut because it's going to bring great shame. I'm going to, you know what? We're going to take stupid fucking pictures of that bull cut so that when you're like 55 years old, you can look back and go, man, I look like a fucking schmuck. <laughs> this is what's going to make you a real man. <laughs> so my dad did to me when I was 11. Start yeah. a little late with you. I mean, technically, look, at I got a stupid fucking haircut too. I mean, like, I pretty much have your haircut just fading. Is it like combed back or something? Oh no, it is. It's just it just kind of this little patch. It's like this little butters s patch that just like if butters hair is like a little plant rising up, it just died and withered. Exactly. So yeah, that's that's pretty much what it is. Well, after those daddy issues, whatever, the battle kind of like ensues. The electricity gets thrown or whatnot, and then he's fucking over with. He gets thrown to like a he gets thrown that big old vat like that. I don't know what it is, like, power plant or whatnot. Use this motherfucker to power the city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, green energy for the next 50 years because of my son. He's got a stupid haircut, but hey. Can't say he didn't do something right with power in the city. <laughs> are you still proud? Are, are you proud of him now? No. <laughs> Fuck no. Would you be proud I mean, of a step kid in with the that dr- haircut? <laughs> I just, I just, I hate him so much just for that reason and that reason alone. Um, so anyway, moving on. Terry is able to make it to the birthday party because it all worked out. You know what I mean? Job for well Terry. done. Terry makes it to the birthday party. He's the hit. You know what I mean? He gets to come there and be like, yo, little bro. I had to fucking save the city. But guess what? I made it to your birthday party. Have some fucking it's Fortnite cake. 8. <laughs> yeah, it's Fortnite 8. Can't you learn to play a real fucking game? Credits. <laughs> credits then we go to the batman this was probably my favorite actually this i don't know because uh, there's this one it's there's a couple of short like two to three issue stories in these and i like this one a lot because not just because it incorporates man bat which is a character i never thought really got a whole lot of time to shine in the animated series i mean yeah they had kirk pop in there once in a while but he wasn't like a frequently reoccurring character yeah, and I feel like they've always used sort of man bat as kind of like, ooh, he's the monster character. Ooh. Well, I know that- what he is. He's always been, um, to me, he's always been the uh, lizard from Batman. From, from Spider-Man, yeah. but for Batman. 
Yeah, he's he's kind of like that, but I think a lot of times some people just like I feel like sometimes they don't they just don't get him as much, and they've just kind of use him as like, hey, he's a, here's a monster character for Batman to fight. Isn't that weird? It's a fucking bat. It's you know a man, and so on. And um, this one right here, it's like they add, I feel like they add like a lot of cool stuff to it because here he is, he's all old and he's got a fucking giant beard and shit, but he's still like man bat. And just like the backstory, they kind of go into it, like how he kind of got to like how he is at this point. Like he's like, oh, I found a cure, and you know, I had my wife and everything like that. And we had a kid, and we went to fucking soccer games, and it was great. Everything was perfect until that fucking boy with the bowl cut came by. <laughs> Always comes back to the bowl. Was it the boy with the bowl cut? No, but it's an easy scapegoat. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's easy to fucking put blame on him. You know, I mean, every everybody can agree. But, um, it's like, just go to that window, like, fuck the ball! Fuck the ball! It just closes the window and stops. Like, yeah, that's been chanting that for about two weeks straight now. Yeah. Solves nothing, but it feels great. <laughs> <laughs> well, is, is that sort of going on and so on? It's like, you got fucking, um, this is where we, like, run into, um, where Terry runs into, uh, Ace from, like, the Royal Flush Gang. And she's, for some reason, everybody's at the same school. There's only one college you can go to in Gotham, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> There's one. And, and what's cool about it is, you, they, they, he's like, she, she's coming to, like, hey, Terry, what the fuck you want? Like, oh, um, we're just saying hi. Like, yeah, well, last three times we bumped into each other. It didn't go over so well. So what the fuck do you want? Like, all right, bye, whatever, you know. So, and from there, you kind of get more Batman and more Dick Grace or uh, Terry and Dick Grayson working together. He's trying to figure out what all these man-bat appearances are doing, how that's happening. And out of that, I want to say, well, actually, first of all, I want to say this. There's this really funny story that Dick Grayson's talking because, like, Batman gets his ass kicked by Shriek for a minute. Mm -hmm. And then later he's like, man, how did I get my ass kicked? I, he, like, you know, he has to, like, Nightwing makes these little um, ear earpieces for him so he could hear again. And he's going like, man, I, I choked up real bad. Like, hey, you're not the only one to choke. This one time when I was Dick Grayson, when I was, when I was Dick Grayson, when I was Robin, I really <laughs> choked up. We were... I, I was just doing what I always did. I just, you know, grabbed the grappling hook and I just, for whatever reason, I looked down at the wrong moment and I couldn't swing over and get in, get, get in the game. Like, well, what happened by the end of the day? And then it just cuts to like Dick Grayson, like in like a, like, you know, just like taking a bunch of applauses by strangers. Like, yeah, that doesn't make me feel any better. <laughs> well, it was something like you said, I think it was like, he had like, um, Scarecrow's fear toxin was given to, it was weird because he's like, he's telling stories oh, like, yeah, he's right. like me and like the star quarterback, you know, of Gotham Heights or whatever. Like, you know, we both were like dosed, dosing with some like fucking Scarecrow fear oh, that's toxin. Actually, that, that's actually an old episode. I forgot about that. That's the one where he was on the football team and he got dosed. Remember that? That was like season one. Oh, that is And then right. people totally. see, people see um, someone charging at him. With the uh, with the toxin, I forgot. That's actually out of the book. I mean, out of the show. That's yeah. what I forgot about that. Yeah, he knows his shit. Yeah, so it's like super fucking dialed in. But I still thought it was kind of funny anyways, just like that scene. Just like, yeah, uh, yeah, let's just carry on. I just then, like, yeah, just then you got Terry's like... wearing fucking like, you know, fucking uh, a hearing aid this whole time. And, like, Man-Bat's looking kind of like Man-Bat if he was Ra's al Ghul, because he has this big, long beard by this point. Yeah, exactly. He's looking pretty cool and so on. He doesn't even turn, he doesn't even turn into Kirk anymore. He's just, like, he's always in Man-Bat form. And you find out he has this whole cult of people that are um, following him. 
and just doing what it basically they're just like he's the way of the he's the way, he's the real bat he's the one we will follow and they're pretty much planning to bomb the city more or less for their cure it was something to that effect wasn't it yes because they wanted like what what's that? it's not like uranium it's um branium branium there, there's some fucking like element that they need and it's it's always kind of a man bat thing like i forgot what it's called but mm-hmm. um that's what they're looking for and um, pretty much they're trying to hold the city ransom. So that's where, like, Barbara Gordon comes in, and she's like, well, fuck it. You know what? The, 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 you know, the SWAT team or whatever just wants to jump on in and go shoot these man-bats up. But I got, I got three hours that I got, and I'm sending in fucking Bruce and Batman. Like, we're going to do it. You know, we're going to send two people that fucking don't even want to be next to each other. Fucking send them in the suit. An old man with a cane and a kid with a super-powered super suit. Yeah, let's, send, let's, let's find out what happens there. And it's like in their investigation too, they get fucking attacked and so on, and fucking Batman gets knocked out and Spruce and so on. They end up in like a prison cell, and that's where you get that cool story where where um, Terry's like, "Well, I guess we're sitting here. I guess we'll have to talk." So, how about that man bat backstory? And then that's where he finds out that you know he and Bru- uh, man bat and Bruce became friends at one point in time and worked together. And he covers a lot of stuff from the original animated series that happened to man bat. So this is just pull from Bam Beyond, but the original series as well. And out of that, you know, his wife ended up getting I think early onset um, Parkinson's or something like Parkinson's. That. Yeah, it was Parkinson's, and they said instead of jumping from doctor to doctor. They just like, you know what, let's just, uh... We're, we're gonna get her a lazy boy and fucking just <laughs> put Fear her in front of the TV. Let's get you dying, come on. <laughs> oh, but it's gonna be a lazy boy that's got, like, a fucking ejection seat bu- button on it, too. Because at some point it just, like, throws her out and it's like, oh, mom broke her hip. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when you shop at the Acme store. And it's like the whole time mom's like, or whatever, she's like, well, I don't want to, you know, I'm just, just want to die and just live the last six months. And Kirk's like, fucking bullshit. I'm going down the lab. But you, you've been in the lab for the last four months. It's where I fucking belong, getting you a goddamn fucking cure. They don't call me Kirk Langstrom for nothing. We're going to get no, you through cause... this. I got through being man bat. I could get you through Parkinson's. I'm testing And then by right the time now. he found... <laughs> And then the, by the time he finds the, the cure, she's dead. So then he just kind of goes on. I, I want to say he just goes like, he just gives in to what he is. Like, uh, my wife is dead. Don't talk to my kids no more. I'm just the man bat now. I'm just a man who's got to be a bat. I'm just a man who's going to take the serum and never come back. Another draft. <laughs> that draft. It was Another the draft, George. Like, this is George Thorough. Like we know George Thoroughgood. We know. It, it, this is this is the Man Bat musical. <laughs> Music by George Thoroughgood. <laughs> <laughs> you know the musical that nobody on Broadway ever thought they were getting. You know, he thought Bat to the Bone would have been super obvious, but he never went with it. He he didn't. You know, you, you know that George Thoroughgood. You know. Real talented actor right there. Real key player in life. You, you don't think about it. You think of him being like a B-lister from the 70s. Something special there. You gotta keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> so, moving forward from this, uh, they end up getting out of there. They, they're like, how the fuck are we gonna get out of here? And that's where uh, uh, Terry's like, alright, I got these little earbug things. Like, Bruce's like, oh, I made you those. Like, what? Yeah, I made you those. Like, 
Dick said he made me those. Well, Dick's a fucking liar. I made you that shit. Like, yeah, take your credit where it's like, does Dick look like he has fucking money? No. He already blew that fucking, like, trapeze money that he got. Like, shit, they were a traveling circus act. You think that you think they had any money put away? No. I know they said they did, but, like, that really was just, like, you know, some, like, you know, carny royalties. That's about it. I mean, I think they had some extras in Dumbo, but beyond that, you know. Who the fuck goes to the circus anymore? <laughs> Seriously. I thought the circus died with the Graysons. <laughs> I mean, Don't tell him I said that. I mean, for a minute, I'm like, well, at least something good came out of this. I mean, shit, yeah. I mean, I got a boy that was drafted into an army that he didn't know he was in, but still. But, yeah, you win some, you lose some. I want a soldier. He lost family, but hey, you know, I think the world broke even. But still, put those fucking iPod earbuds in that fucking lock there and shatter it for me, will you? I want to get out of here. <laughs> So what ends up happening is that from there they end up going against and fighting the whole group of man bats together because it's it's just not one man bat. There's a whole group, but Kirk is since he's the OG, he's the bigger, more badder one, and they fight a bunch of them at once. And Bruce is ultimately having this conversation like you shouldn't kill your, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do this, and they're getting closer to the countdown. And he's like, "Well, I can't back away," and you're right. It was almost kind of like that part in The Rock where the, the, the Michael Bay's The Rock, where mm. he's like, you know what? I can't. I'm not going to. I never had any intention to kill these civilians. It was always about just trying. I was kind of bluffing to some extent, but I'm going to blow this thing up because I don't want to totally. I don't want to seem like a fucking pussy. So because I want it to end. So once they. So he stops it from just reaching out to the city, but kind of sacrifices himself and pushes Terry and Bruce out. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. And they kind of come flying out and so on. And, and do, do we know it's like, what, Man, Man Bat, like, sacrificed himself in this thing, you think? Completely? I don't think it was so much sacrifice. Like, do you think he's dead for good? I mean, for, like, the Batman Beyond universe thing. Maybe. Maybe. He might be. I don't know. They never, did they ever bring Talia back after the episode with Ray Jal Ghul, like, confe- like, a, like, con- a, like, a absorbing in like uh there's the episode where we see talia and bruce gets young again from the lazarus and uh we find out that it was rage his his spirit inside her and then later like his explosion like we never found a body so you never know yeah you, you don't know there's also here in this man bat thing there's also the woman bat or the bat woman Man, Batman, woman, bat, whatever. Yeah. Because he's got like this, like lady that he saved, or like little girl, pretty much. Because he's like this fucking like ninety year old man, and he's like this like twenty year old like gothic chick that he's like, yeah, I saved her from a prison. Well, what? She was gonna fucking die there. Shit, she'd been, she hadn't had anything to eat in three fucking weeks. So you know what? I fucking inject her with some man bat. <laughs> Give her Snickers, and we called it good. Next thing, she won't fucking leave me alone. This whole cult thing wasn't even my idea. It was her idea. It's like. This is a fangirl gone to way farther than I ever thought she'd go. Exactly. You know what I mean? Shit. I mean, like, next thing you know, we got a fucking whole, you know, man-bat army going on. A whole man-bat posse, you know. And now I got this gothic shit. I'm not even into gothic stuff. Shit. You, you saw my the last wife, bat, right? <laughs> the insane bat posse. Yeah, I got that going on. I I wasn't prepared for that shit. I, 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 All they would do was drink fuego and hang out at trailer parks. Yeah, you got two guys fucking rapping them, you know. Fucking wrestling in the backyard, but, you know, if it pays the bills, it pays the bills, whatever. You know, I'm just a scientist. What do I know? So there's that. And as it goes on, they basically Some just... of the... I heard the kids say it's pretty sway. <laughs> <laughs> 
One kid said uh, dregs, but, you know, we killed him. Yeah, we got rid of that fuck. We need to eat something that day. We were in bat form, so, hey. But, um, yeah, from that point on, I guess that's about kind of it there. And then oh, Terry does go to, like, the diner or whatever. And he's like, yo, Ace, I see that you're working here as a fucking waitress or something. I, I do want to say this just for a second, just because we are talking 90s stuff. Just to go back for a minute. Mm-hmm. I do think the man bats, or like, especially Kirk, he looks a lot like a gargoyle from the show Gargoyles. Yeah, he definitely does. Especially here in this look. He's got... Mm-hmm. Um, the beard, super yeah. Well, what was the old man's name in Gargoyles? The um, Goliath. The, oh, and I don't remember the old man's name. The um, the one guy who's kind of like fully dressed. <laughs> That's like the best way to describe. It. He's like, oh, was he a gargoyle? Was he... Yeah, because he, he's he's the old man. He's got like the white beard. He's got the sword, and he's got like actual clothes on. He's not just wearing like a fucking loincloth. There was there's a lot of Shakespeare shit in that. Was he a Shakespeare? Because I remember well, I want to say they, they they fought for Macbeth or whatever. They, they went against their Macbeth names are other than Goliath. Their names are all based off of like, Brooklyn Bridges. There's like Brooklyn, yeah, Brooklyn Broadway. Um, yeah, Brooklyn Broadway. Hudson Hudson might be his name. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. But um, but yeah, that's what he sort of looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he does kind of look like that guy. But yeah, so he gets, ends up having a nice, uh, he kind of patches some things up with Bruce. He's still working with Dick. And at some point, Bruce is like, yeah, you know what? You and Dick, I know you guys get along because you have some stuff in common, like working for me. But at the same time, uh, he has blind spots. You got blind spots. I don't. Because I'm fucking Batman. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Batman got no blind spots. Batman, like, here's the thing. I can, I can close my eyes and back up a van. Still no blind spots. <laughs> you know, don't listen to what Alfred said. I know he's fucking dead, but you know he he'll tell me I have blind spots. He's just making fucking shit up. I, I know how he is. He's sneaky that way. He's British, you know. Just keep that in mind. I mean, I know that sounds fucking racist now in the year 2050, but fuck it. I'm an old man. I can say what I want. I was raised by a <laughs> British man. He. <laughs> Alfred had blind spots. That's why he's fucking dead. <laughs> he's not as good as backing up the Batmobile. <laughs> Went right off the fucking edge of, the, of the, that very narrow bridge that goes out the fucking that goes out the fucking waterfall. And you know, I know Tim always brings it up and says, "Yeah, but why'd you let a ninety-nine-year-old man fucking back the Batmobile up off that fucking ledge? It has no railings on it." And I was like, "Well, shit, that's what keeps you young." You know what I mean? Like, is backing up Batmobile. Down a fucking, like, with no sides on. You know, I, I learned some from Star Wars back in the day. You know what I mean? If you don't put fucking railings up places, it makes you that much more cautious when you go across that area. <laughs> if you live on the edge, you surprise how much, you, you'll be surprised by how much cautious you get. Exactly. And, uh, shit, I guess that was just his day. You know what I mean? But, uh, here's the thing. He's not, like, laying in a hospital on life support or something stupid. He's... He died in a fucking Batmobile. Like, isn't that the way everybody wants to die? Just saying. <laughs> By the way, we need those earbuds back when you're done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's how I listen to the TV. You know, I can't hear it anymore. Shit, I gotta put those things on. Fucking Ace 2 the Bat Hound or whatever. Like, he fucking, he doesn't like it when I turn the TV up loud. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I gotta put the headphones on, you know. Just, you know how it is when you got a dog. 
If he gets scared, he might piss or shit himself. I don't want to clean that up. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Man, it's a big house. He can just walk into the other room. <laughs> I, I won't Never go in that room again. Yeah, he, he could be shitting in like another room that I might not find for weeks. You know, you know how big it is when you're an old man in a house without a butler. Oh no, you don't. One time it that? took a whole oh. year to find it. <laughs> oh, you mean you're a a young boy in an apartment with his mother and oh well. You're, I don't that I don't understand that you know what I mean you you know that's that's not my world I can't even imagine You're speaking emotion just... I, don't, I understand emotion I understand punching yeah you know that's how you fix problems so after that after that we have one <laughs> we have this fl- we have flashback like a, story we we have a yeah a little teeny short which is actually a pretty neat one because it's like a Barbara Dick Grayson one where it's kind of that thing where because you know it seems like there's like there's always those multiple things it's like. There's, you know, there's the time frame where, like, Barbara and Dick are together and they get married and so on. But then there's the other ones where it's like they kind of go their separate ways and it's like they're they're not the couple and so on. Well, I thought, because, you know, they're just kind of meeting together at a diner for, you know, just a bullshit. They have this, they have this flashback to when uh, Barbara got married to, uh, I think, Is that- Marcus... That, that's Lucius Fox's son. Yeah, as I say, uh, Batwing. Yeah, that's Batwing. Before, in this show, before he was Batwing, yeah. Yeah, well, because it's like, they dated, like, in Batgirl of Burnside. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, that's kind of interesting. I don't know if that, because there's that part in there, but that was just, like, you know, a, a good, like, six-episode run or six-issue run. So I didn't know, like, in this story, I'm like, oh, they kind of, either if that comes from there or if that's something else. But I'm like. They're actually married. They were married in Batman Beyond. Really? Oh, that's yeah, cool. she's married to uh, to uh, Lucius's son in that. Oh, that's you're right. That's I forgot that was in there. That's mm-hmm. right. So it kind of like dicks outside on motorcycle. Like, what's up? Huh? <laughs> yeah, I see how I know it it's is. still revving. <laughs> yeah, you, you, Dick, you could stop revving that. It just does it on its own. I, I, it's not me, Dick. I see your hand on the fucking do throttle. You t- do you take that? Do you take this man to be a rum so yeah. I can't hear you. Does anybody what do you object? Say? Dick, what are you doing? I, I don't object. I just carry on. By the power vested in me. I, I can't help it. I can't help it. You know, uh, I mean, like, I, I'm happy for you. I feel like if I say anything else, it's going to be taken out of context. So I better stop now. <laughs> It's that weird thing, you know what I mean? Like, you know, destiny has a strange way. It's like, Dick, you, just, you could just go and why you <laughs> She starts talking. He's like, where am I going to go now? I've got nowhere else. You're all I've known for 70 fucking years. <laughs> and then basically we just cut to modern day. They just have this thing where he just meets her out there. By this tree, he says, like, hey, I just want to wish you good luck. Here's a batarang. Like, oh, gee, one of these. I've never fucking seen one of these before. Awesome. Thank you. You know. So he just hauls out of there. And they're having a diner. Like a dozen donut, like, right in the fucking front yard. (laughs) Right in front of the gazebo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And all these, this fucking, like, flinging mud everywhere. Against the cake and all that. (laughs) Yeah. And they have a funny, they have a funny bit while uh, they're in the diner. Like, I have no idea why Terry recommended this place. And you see the girl, like Ace or whatever, go by. Yeah, it's just like, oh, I see what it is. Yeah. And they're just having this real 
sincere, legitimate conversation that does not feel kind of like, every so often, I mean, granted, we're both kind of younger people, but at the same time, you hear, like, younger people try to write for older people, and it sounds like, uh, that doesn't sound like old, weary souls or anything like that. Something about, you know, where this just seems very genuine. Just the two of them talking, being really sincere with each other, like, hey, uh, like... We're not perfect, but I'd like to be friends again. You know, I'm not mad at you. Like, I feel like you're mad at me. Well, I'm not mad at you, and I never disliked Marcus, but, you know, just never got over it, I guess. You know? I mean, like, I was really pissed when you fucking peeled out in the mud and shot it all over the fucking wedding cake. You know, that took that took some years to get back to. <laughs> yeah. I exiled I, I, did, I didn't fam- accept that. I couldn't I didn't even- accept that. <laughs> I couldn't I even see Tim that. because of that. Because he just reminded me of you and that motorcycle. I know. It took you five years to accept my Facebook request. <laughs> but, and that was five years before that. That was five years before right my MySpace request was sent to you. <laughs> before that, it was two years for Friendster. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before that, it was AOL Instant Messenger. But still, just saying... I kept no, trying. No, it was just last week you started following me on Instagram, so that's progress, right? Yeah, and then you post a picture of my fucking parents falling from the Haley Circus. <laughs> <laughs> and then, hashtag memories. <laughs> and then Batman made a fucking gif of it where, like, they fall and there's a <laughs> fart sound when it lands. <laughs> <laughs> and it just kind of repeated on there. Like, I could... I couldn't get the sound to stop. It was like something was broken. Like, you know, like he found a way to hack in so I couldn't mute it. Even when I tried to turn the volume down, it got louder. <laughs> Just on a constant loop. Just said, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> from, from one dead parent's son to another. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, Al- Alfred though, said you, know? you, you wouldn't get it <laughs> <laughs> that's just Bruce though you know he, he, that's, he, he's not much of a care but that's the reason why most people don't respect his brand of humor they say Batman doesn't have a sense of humor no he does it's just a really fucked up sense of humor <laughs> oh but uh, shit, well, they, they're having a conversation here about the old days. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, and it's oh. like she fucking break, they, they pull the batarang out or whatever, and then fucking, like, Dick breaks it like a fortune cookie. Gives it to her. Like, well, here's one half for me, one half for you. And then Batman, just or Batman Beyond Batman comes in like, hey, how'd the thing go? Like, uh, not as well as I wanted to, but not terrible. Like, okay, whatever, you know. Ooh, pie. There, 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 well, there is that scene in there where it goes, like, back in time or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like Barbara Gordon uses that like fuck she like it's almost like the first time she ever gets a batarang or something like that and she uses mm-hmm. it to save her dad or whatnot. I remember exactly which what. that could be something out of the show I could see that possibly being a moment from there maybe exactly though I will say though like the artwork in that last section if I'll say this, I, don't be wrong I like the artwork of the whole book it's got like that kind of I always say like that Saturday morning cartoon feel to it but this mm-hmm. artwork right here it's like the stylized version of it like. It's like I almost want the whole book like that. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm it's sure. like the it's like the Bruce Tim style, but just a little more detailed. 
Exactly. And it has, like, those thick lines. It reminds me of, like, that guy, um, what's his name? Um, God, I don't even know who it is on this one, but, um, maybe it is, uh, Raphael Albuquerque. Maybe he did do that one. I don't think he did this one right here. Maybe but the it, front one, the front one is, like, Mer- Sean Murphy or something. That's the, well, that's, that's the front. That's the front cover, but I'm talking about that back issue part. Because I know that Raphael did, like, some of the, like, the, now the covers he did, the, uh, the variants are much different, but, um. Oh, the one where there's one where it's like Batman and uh, let's see. yeah, oh yeah, there definitely that's definitely Raphael Albuquerque. There's the one where it's Batman Beyond and Bruce back to back and the crowd in a cage surrounded by man bats. That's definitely Raphael Albuquerque because he always has those like bright, vibrant colors. But um, it also looks like um, God, I'm trying to blank on that guy's name, but uh, he's a guy very similar to him for that just that last section. But uh, you know what? Overall, though, this Batman Beyond 2.0 was still pretty fun. You know, it was um, kind of something different because it's like, <clears throat> generally it's that, like, those are always, I always call these like the comics where it's like, I would love to read them. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. But there's only so much time in the day for so many comics. And these are sometimes the ones that kind of get bypassed. And I'm kind of glad we sat down and said, you know what, let's read a Batman Beyond comic. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while since I kind of did anything Batman Beyond related. So I'm glad we did this. So I think that was a fun one. And uh, we'll put links in here in the description and whatnot. So if you want to grab the book or if you want to grab the Batman Beyond Blu-ray shit so you can experience what it was like in the 90s in a completely different format. But um, we really ought to just do the Batman Beyond VHS set, you know? Yeah. But it's not even like a good like... VHS. It's like taped off like fucking like WB. So you get the commercials and all. Get that dancing frog. That's back when it was yeah. out. Exactly, you know what I mean? Where it's back-to-back with Pokemon and so on. But, um, but yeah, still fun stuff. And as I said, we'll be continuing our Bat Marathon for this pretty much month just about. Because there's, there's too much good stuff coming out. Too much fun Batman-relatedness. But, um, but yeah, Batman Beyond 2.0, good stuff. I look forward to it because I bought two in, volumes 2 and 3. Because it was like $18 for all three of them? Fuck Yeah. Yeah, so we might cover two and three at some point, because this is a good series, so yeah. Yeah, so good times. But till then, go to oldmanorange.com for more podcast comics. Comics like Pizza Boys, that's Pizza Boys with a Z, issue eight, should be out very soon on Comic Central, but you can find that Comicsology and all kinds of other stuff if you want to catch on up with that. We got animations up on there, and all kinds of other good time fun. Fun! But um, I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. We'll see you some other time. Later, folks. Thanks again for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Sure, check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, cartoons, music, animation, and a whole lot more. We also have the Old Man Orange blog going with all kinds of fun stuff. If you easily want to support the show, use one of our Amazon links either on the website or in the description of the podcast below. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show either on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Newgrounds, or anywhere else that you seem to get this podcast from. Grab the sitcom-styled comic book Pizza Boys on either Comic Central, Comixology, or Amazon. Want more podcasts? Check out the Indie Comics Club over at Comic Central. I also got a workout website called Thor's Hidden Gym. Filled with fitness tips and tricks, videos, and a whole lot more fun stuff in the calisthenics world. Talk to us on Twitter, at Spencer S. Holmes and Dunnigan Ryan. Like our Facebook pages of Old Man Orange Productions and Pizza Boys Comic. Thanks again, we're out of here.